0: and Kyle looks at me and goes, let's just sell it all. Let's sell everything, buy a vintage bus. We can travel the country like we've always wanted to do. And I looked at him and I was like, you're out of your mind.
1: Are you an RV person? Or are you just RV life curious, wondering how people live in a tiny space with their family 24-7? Either way, this is a podcast for you. My name is Kate White, and I travel full-time with my family and two kids and the dog in an RV. Every week, I sit down with a fellow RV woman to learn why she chose RV life and how she has changed on the road. Pull a chair up to the fire, and let's chat. Hello, my friends and fellow RV queens. (laughs) I am coming to you hot from Panama City Beach in Florida this week, and I am so excited for this interview. I met Jen Bethune in Camp Margaritaville a few weeks ago, and she is such a light. She is one of those warm, intuitive, soulful type women that you can't help but love. Hearing her story from business owner with a personal life that was kind of struggling to RV mom slash homeschool mom who is just totally lit up by life and inspiring others to live a life they love. Oh my gosh, it's the best. I love this interview and I know you will too. Let's get into it. Sweet Jen Bethune, welcome to the RV Queens podcast. How are you today?
0: I am doing great. How are you doing, Kate?
1: Good. Where are you coming from? Or where are you guys right now on your bus? So we are at Thousand
0: Trails Orlando in beautiful Claremont, Florida. Um, And it's been really nice. We've been playing pickleball every day. So uh, it's been good. Yeah, with all the old people. And it's been great. They kick our butts
1: yes they have such an active community there too it's it's a lot but it's also fun (laughs) especially for the kids (laughs) today here's where i want to start with you i want to know about you before jen bethune the rv mom like tell me about where you were before You hit the road on a bus.
0: So before we hit the road on a bus, I had my own pet styling spa, and I was a pet stylist for 15 years. Um... I looked very different than I do today. I had
1: had, uh,
0: blonde hair extensions that were down to here. No tattoos on my arm. Uh, I wore a full face of makeup every day. I had to be like completely put together. Um, I groomed dogs in heels. So yeah, I had, I know, (sighs) I know. (laughs) <laughs> I had like this facade that I had built, you know. Um I mean I was still me deep down inside, but much more materialistic. I I liked the finer things in life. Um but yeah, that was that was the Jen before who worked a lot and spent a lot of money at Sephora.
1: Mm. I mean, I think we can all relate <laughs> a little bit with that story. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... You are a pet stylist wearing heels. Are you a mom and married at this point? Yes.
0: Yes. At this point, this was right before we launched into bus life. And we have three kids, Ben, who, oh gosh, what, I don't even remember how old he was at the time. Three years ago, nine. Um, And then Molly was seven and Eli was five. And so uh, Kyle, my husband was Mr. Mom. And he shuttled them to school. He did the homework, did the pickups and all the things. He was the one that went on the field trips with the kids because I was uh, running my salon.
1: Okay. And were you the founder of that? Were you, you know, the entrepreneur, started the business, ran it? Yes. Or tell us about that journey.
0: No, it was all mine. I had started working at PetSmart many, many years before and had always wanted my own salon. And so I eventually ended up opening up my own and we had about 952 clients that came to my, my little tiny salon and I loved it. It was amazing and wonderful. And I thought that that's what you know, this is what life is right here. Like I've got my business, we've got the house and all the things. Um, And I was very, very wrong.
1: (laughs) Ooh, how so? Please do tell.
0: After bus life, it really changed me fundamentally as a human being and as a woman and just shifted every single priority that I thought that I
1: had. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. We're gonna unpack that in a minute. Uh, cause that sounds juicy. But okay, so were did you guys do RVing on the weekends or were you familiar with RV life before you launched, or how did that go? We
0: were. So we were RVers for about 10 years before we went full time. And so we've had pop-ups, we've had class A's, travel trailers, fifth wheels, anything they've sold, we we've had an airstream. Um and so we had done it for like 10 years during the summer we would take like a 6 to 8 week trip we'd be gone all summer long uh and so we were very familiar with with that and so that's why my lovely husband suggested buying an old vintage bus and traveling in that
1: so it was your husband's suggestion yes yes uh okay was he tired of being Mr. Mom and he wanted to hit the road
0: I think th- everything was failing In our life. Besides the bit, my business was booming, but our relationship together was failing. Our relationship with the kids were failing. And we came back from a summer trip. Um, This was summer of 2019. And we're unpacking our class A at the time. And Kyle looks at me and goes, let's just sell it all. Let's sell everything Buy a vintage bus. We can travel the country like we've always wanted to do. And I looked at him and I was like, you're out of your mind. We can't do that. (laughs) You can't do that till you get older. Like we have a house. We have a business. Like we're living the dream here. And so for two weeks, I spent shaving dogs' backsides. I kept dreaming about being in the Grand Canyon and going to Yellowstone and being in all these incredible places making memories. And so I went up to him after the two weeks and I was like, okay, let's do it. And then the
1: rest is history. Two weeks. So in two weeks... You're daydreaming about vacationing and beautiful places. I mean, that's, it's a lot to give up business ownership, especially when you're tied to a retail spot. Right. Mm -hmm. Tell me more. Like what was the draw for you? Were you like, (laughs) can you expound on that?
0: Well, I should, I should say I'm an Enneagram seven. So That means, like, making decisions are like, snap, I'm good. Like, once I make it up in my head, I'm like, all right, it's fine. Um, But I was tired, you know. I, I was tired of working those 60 to 70 hours a week. Kyle and I were not in a good space in our marriage. And quite honestly, had we continued on that path, we would be divorced, by now. And just deep down, I felt that bus life was that Hail Mary that we truly needed. And it turned out that I was right.
1: So you decide to hit the road. You decide to buy a vintage bus. Did you sell your business or did you just, I mean, that's kind of a process. Did you just like close up shop and say, see you later?
0: I notified um, our clients Three months before we were going to close, and I tried to find a grooming salon because I was going to give all of my clients to a grooming salon that I felt had the best standards to take on my clients, and I could not find one. So I told them, I'm sorry, I wish I had a recommendation for you, but I don't. I said, I I've been into all of these salons in the area. None of them have the safety practices that we do. And I can't send you there. I said, so unfortunately, you're going to have to go with your gut and find who you think is going to be best for you. Because I couldn't morally do that. Um, And so we just closed the doors. Because to me, I just built such a beautiful relationship with all of them that I didn't want to send them somewhere that I didn't believe in. So I left it up to them to decide where they wanted to go.
1: So I have I also have experience with shutting down businesses, <laughs> starting them, loving them, shutting them down. And for me, it's always been like a it's so bittersweet because it's like, oh, I put my heart and soul into this and I'm so proud of it. But then also it's like a huge weight off my shoulders once it's done. Was that your experience as well?
0: Yeah. You know, like every season of my life, I've enjoyed, um, including that season. But once the season's over, I'm at peace with it. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's it's time to go on to the next thing. So for me, it's all about being at peace with it and understanding that it's only it's only temporary. So enjoy it while you're in it.
1: Okay. So from meeting you guys at the Camp Margaritaville, whoop, whoop. <laughs> I love just saying that I stayed there once. Uh, sounds like a nonstop party, uh, and <laughs> it
0: kind of was.
1: Yeah, to some degree, it was. So. I know that you had um, you ran that business, and then you have rental properties. Is that kind of how you funded your travels up front, or uh, did yes. you have other streams of revenue going on?
0: So we sold our house um, we uh, our our house that we had in the Tampa Bay area, and then we also had a couple other rental properties that we decided to let go. So we sold those, and that way we have one eight unit. Property that is the bulk of our monthly income currently, which allows us to do this whole life on
1: the road. And I'm glad that you said that because there's a lot of people that ask, even we're new, me and my husband are just six months into this journey, and they'll say, um, like, I'm about to sell my house and hit the road. And I'm like, don't think this through first. <laughs> like, <laughs> you could use that for rental property, you could Airbnb, you know, like, I think uh, funding your travels through real estate is a really smart choice. Uh, so glad you <laughs> put that out there for people to chew on.
0: Yeah. You've, you have to, you gotta have a plan, you know? And so selling our house gave us some liquidity to, to do and put into other investments. Um, but we also have our, our YouTube and stuff like that. It doesn't, Pay as much as what our monthly bills are. So that's still growing. And there's a huge misconception about oh, you get an Instagram or you get a YouTube, and then boom, there you go, there's your monthly income. Uh, That's not how that works at all. I mean, very few people can make a sustainable monthly income off of
1: YouTube. Speaking of you as a content creator, did you guys have that in mind when you hit the road at the beginning?
0: Kyle originally wanted to be the one that did it all, and I was just gonna do the mom stuff, and he was going to film and edit and whatnot. About a month and a half in of doing the full-time thing, trying to record for YouTube, edit the videos, he discovered he freaking hated editing videos. Like, he was like, that's it, I quit, I'm done. I was like, Oh, no, 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 we, we committed. So we're, we're figuring this out. And so I was like, let me, let me try my hand at it. And so I did. And I took over the editing and the majority of the filming and I loved it. Like absolutely loved it. So now I do all of that. Um, and he helps out and fills in the gaps and
1: stuff. Oh my gosh. I love that. So it was just self-taught your video editing. Amazing. And you, you have, where are you at as far as subscribers on YouTube?
0: Uh, I think we just reached 217,000. Whoa, congrats. Yeah, thanks. That's amazing. Yeah, it's still unreal to me that 217,000 people (laughs) follow this dumpster fire, but you know, I'm still happy nevertheless.
1: I love it. You're magnetic. You guys are just so special. So I'm not surprised at all. Okay. Okay. Something else I know from Camp Margaritaville is that you guys had a viral moment when you helped solve a crime.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is that something you're okay discussing today?
0: Yeah. I mean, we can talk about
1: it if you want to. Super curious to hear more about this.
0: Yeah. We, in the summer of 2021... Um, My forgetful husband forgot to turn the GoPros off. He has them on the front windshield. One faces him and one faces out. And we just happened to drive by at the right place at the right time and record a missing girl's van um, Gabby Petito's van on our dash cam recorders. And so we first called the FBI and the FBI was like, Hey, you got to send it to our tip line, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like I have this person's van on my video. I need to talk to like somebody important. And she was like, Nope, you got to send the link over. Like just kept shutting me down. And I'm like, okay. So it's like 12:15 in the morning at this point. Um, and I turned to Kyle and I was like, what am I supposed to do? And he said, what does your gut tell you to do? And I was like, we need to get this out as far and as fast as possible. And so we just threw it in the beginning of our YouTube video that was going out. That next day, after like 30, 45 minutes of having it out, it already had 200,000 views on it. Um, so it did it did do the job. They were able to pinpoint where she was because of that exact video.
1: That is so crazy. And what a weird feeling too, you know? It must have been so strange to when you saw the footage and kind of like realized or the role you had to play in it.
0: In those moments are those gut feeling moments that you go with because, you know, people can look back and say, oh, well, I should have done this differently or, oh, I should have done this differently. But quite honestly, my gut doesn't lead me astray very often. And so I don't regret gut moments because all the pressure is on you right then. And that's the choice you made and that's the choice I stick by.
1: I want to get into the juice. You said that bus life really changed your life from the inside. What do you mean by that?
0: I mean, I've always been Jen to some degree, but I think everybody is an onion in a sense. Everybody has a lot of layers until you get really, really deep down. Um, You know, we had problems before we moved into the bus and I don't know why we thought that these problems would just magically disappear once you turn a key and go, uh, but they didn't. And about two months in, all the problems had followed us. Like me and Kyle's communication was terrible. Like we were not doing good. And I told him, I was like, listen, I'm going to start individual therapy. I got the name of an amazing therapist, came highly recommended. And I started going just to work on myself. And after a couple sessions, Kyle comes up to me and he goes, I've seen a big difference in you. He said, do you think that we could do this together? And I was like, absolutely we can and so we have been in couples therapy for two and a half years now we don't have to go as often now we only have to go if there's like a really big problem and kyle's just really stuck and not wanting to listen to what i have to say um but other than that like it really it changed our marriage completely it we're able to communicate with each other and communicate our needs and he's receptive i'm receptive um so that was one of the major major changes was our marriage and our relationship but for me individually you know removing yourself outside of society and what society expects of you you're able to discover who you want to be without any outside influence you know, a lot of these places that we went to in our first year of travel were very remote, like um, Utah, California has a lot of remote areas. Um, We spent time in Colorado, just really out in nature. And you get to ask yourself questions because it's so silent. All you can hear is your inner voice and you get to know who you're meant to be. And so that's what I did. And that's why you know, this lifestyle has changed everything about me or enhanced, I guess, enhanced uh, who I already was.
1: Okay. So as far as the marriage topic, um, this is something again, that I hear from people that I know that are thinking about RV life, Um, especially the women say, I really need my own space. I don't know if I would be able to live with my husband and my family in close quarters all the time. So it sounds like, as far as your marriage goes, um, therapy together has really helped. Tell me about living in a small space together, but also it sounds like you have figured out a way to include like mindfulness practices or some, you know, different techniques to keep yourself centered and in touch with your inner voice.
0: So it's communication. You know, it's like whenever I'm feeling some type of way, I have to communicate that to Kyle and say, hey, listen, I need one of my serendipitous days where I go off by myself um, or I need this or I need that. We also have a vacation home that we built that comes along with us. And so that tends to be another safe space that I have. I can go sit out there and open the doors and the wind blows through. It's all about telling your partner what you need. And them being receptive to it. Like Kyle loves to do the laundry and go to the laundromat. And he loves to go grocery shopping by himself. Like those are his two self-care practices. And I hate both of those. So I'm so glad that like he finds joy in it. And it just, it rejuvenates him. He'll go get himself lunch. He'll just have his own little moment. No kids, no nothing. And so you find ways to get that mindfulness in but that all starts with communication.
1: I love what you said about communication. And to me, it's like, because we're in a small space together all the time, if we don't communicate as far as what we want and also what's bugging us, like if we don't just get it out there and resolve whatever is on our minds, there's no space or time to just let it fester because it's going to make it (laughs) nasty for everyone, right? It's, It's funny how... It really does just accentuate what's already going on when you're in a small space and you just have to, fig- you got to deal with it.
0: For sure, like we, when we built our vancation home, we decided, we thought we'd be smart. We were sending our bus down to Arizona to get remodeled. We were remodeling the kids' bunks because as they grow, we want to accommodate their needs, so on and so forth. So we build this vacation home that uh, our bus is 350 square feet, just for reference. The van is 120 square feet and we have five humans and four dogs that are going in said van. So like human Tetris is happening. We spent 11 weeks in this van while the bus was being remodeled. Um, Before we launched in the van, we named her Bodhi and it's B-O-D-H-I and Bodhi means enlightenment or spiritual awakening. And I didn't realize that's what was going to happen in the span of 11 weeks. Because as soon as we get in the van, Kyle has cyclical depression. And two weeks in, his depression is in full swing. So not only can we not go get the bus, because it's being worked on, We can't stay in an Airbnb because we have four dogs. And we just have to keep going until the bus is finished. So luckily, we were out in the Pacific Northwest, surrounded by nature. Somehow, like, I was zen gen the entire time. I was like, it's fine. It's fine. We're going to be good. We're good. Um, And so we got through it. But honestly, that catapulted my mental growth even further than the two years of bus life before that. You know, I think the smaller space you go, the more combustible everything becomes. And like everything gets put out into the light when you go smaller and smaller and smaller.
1: Yes, I love that phrase. Everything gets put out into the light when you go smaller. That, oof, that needs to be a t shirt or a coffee mug or something. Right? <laughs> Thank you for being so honest and open about your marriage. I'm curious too about you as a mom and your relationship with your kiddos. It sounds like before you hit the road, they were in school. I'm assuming you didn't have experience homeschooling. Before?
0: Yeah, no, I wanted nothing to do with homeschooling before. That's why they were in regular school. Um, I thought I was going to be the worst teacher ever. And like Kyle did, he was the one on all the field trips, like he was the only dad, chaperoning field trips and doing car pickups and volunteering in classrooms. And it the school was very confused as to why there's, there's a dude here when it's normally all women that do this. Um, but I was working. So, you know, that's kind of how it was before. And I really didn't get to see the kids. Um, one thing that we did, we moved into the bus with the kids is we came up with a set of core family rules. Um, and so each, one of us had a hand in putting in these rules and I asked the kids what they wanted from me out of these rules. Like what did you want from me as a mom to work on, to get better on? And they said, we don't want you to yell anymore. And I was like, Oh, Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I'm a yeller. Like when things aren't like, I'll ask nice the first three times, but then it's like,
1: get it done.
0: Um, and so that was something that I was like, okay, this has to go to the forefront of my growth because if my kids are being open and honest and telling me about this, then I really need to work on it. So the family rules were a game changer when, when we started those because it, it gave us a safe space for each of us to let the other ones know what we
1: needed out of being in the bus. I'm like taking notes over here like, okay, family rules. Yeah, we should have done that too. That is brilliant. <laughs>
0: they they work so well like if you have incentives or whatever else if they break a family rule like they're on the fridge and so um if you you know the family rules if you break one don't don't come at me with you want your your allowance or whatever you already know
1: do you guys revisit those every so often or has so far just been like they're good
0: so far we're like okay we are we're pretty good on them um i'm sure that we will revise them like quarterly we'll have meetings with the kids specifically about bus life how bus life is going for them what could be better um what could be different because they know like we're not leaving the road not an option we're not leaving the road but we want to make them as comfortable and as happy in this space as possible
1: uh how has that journey gone from you i mean you were like alone in your business, basically, I'm sure you had employees and stuff around uh, and seeing your kiddos in the morning and in the evening, I'm guessing. And then now you're with them all the time. What has surprised you? What is coming up in that part of your bus life?
0: The biggest surprise is that I genuinely love being around them. I love watching my kids grow up. Whereas before I think I was just so bogged down with work. By the time I got in, I was in the salon by 7 a.m. every morning. I didn't get out of the salon and into the house until like 6.30 every night. Um, So it was very long days for me. By the time I get inside, the last thing I want to do is have to answer questions or make meals or any of the above. And I think that took so much time, bonding time away from the kids. And now this life is so fluid that if a ki- if one of my kids needs me, I can literally stop what I am doing and we can we can work on whatever they need. And so that that's been such a beautiful blessing that I didn't expect was to be able to be here for them 24/7.
1: Yeah, my, that's been same experience for me where I was I actually enjoy my kids a lot more now that I'm with them all the time, which I think might be counterintuitive for a lot of people that are contemplating this life or <laughs> maybe other people in this life I don't know but it's it's like the more you're with them the more you get to know them and you have more inside jokes and you you know it's just not in the morning breakfast get out the door Blah, see you later bye and then at night okay bedtime or do your homework get in the bath it's it's such a slower more mm, I don't know natural feeling pace. yeah <laughs> you know it's natural parenting you know yeah. yes yeah that's how I feel too uh okay I am be- I'm curious to hear before you hit the road you had experience with RVing did you already have a sense for the community you would find on the road Um, did you kind of have it mapped out where you can meet up with other people or did you just kind of like dive into bus life and, you know, we'll find people, I guess. How, how did that go for you as far as community on the road?
0: Being an Enneagram seven, I just dive into stuff. So we were like, let's do it. I mean, we had seen YouTubers that, that were doing it and stuff, but we were like, let's go. We'll we'll figure it out along the way. We'll find the people wherever we find the people. Um, but for our first, I don't know, eight, nine months, it was lonely on the road because we couldn't find anyone else out there. Uh, and then we joined Full-Time Families, which ha- is a group with you know, hundreds upon hundreds of full time families that do this. So it did take us a little while to get our groove of meeting people on the road. And then funny enough, our favorite people to travel with are our best friends, Jed and Sandy, they live in their van with a 19 year old cat, they don't have any kids. So for some reason, they love traveling with us and we love traveling with them. So it's, Community can be anybody out here, any age, any gender, any, you know, size of family. And I think you can, you just find that spark when, when you find another family and you're like, okay we can travel together, we can do this. And then you just kind of set off and make plans and go.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite things and always like comparing it to my life, living in the burbs is how everyone has nothing to do (laughs) in a good way, you know? So literally walking down the, the campground, walking your dog can lead to like a 45 minute conversation and then it turns into like campfire that night and then like coffee tomorrow you know like the it's just kind of goes back to that the pace of nature (laughs) kind of approach where you just kind of meet people naturally and we're all looking for connect connection and more open to it because our schedule allows for it
0: and i think you make connections deeper and faster in this life Because you have limited time together, you know, you don't waste time on small talk, you're like, all right, give me give me all your trauma, give me all your problems, like, and then you you just have a quick relationship. And then you see each other down the road, you know, so you don't waste time on unimportant things like, oh, how's the weather today? It looks sunny. You know what I mean? Like, you you really get into deeper conversations quicker. Oh, I feel that.
1: Okay. So you seem like someone who is pretty intuitive and likes to be in nature. So I'm curious to hear from that angle, what are some of the favorite spots that you've hit on on the road that you want to tell people, go here, you're going to find spiritual enlightenment. Uh, The entire
0: Pacific Northwest, just the Ho rainforest was incredible. Like walking through it. And I don't know if you've been to the Ho rainforest, Kate, but It's amazing. It, the oxygen there, like it's unreal that there's so many beautiful trees and it's all protected and you, you're just breathing this air that you would think that's what heaven's air was like. Like it was just that pure, um, Boondocking spots in Oregon, we were near Bend, Oregon, and we found this little hidey hole we had to go we were in the van, we had to go six miles down this bumpy road that's But we ended up in this little clearing and there's a lake there. And so every morning the sun would rise and I would just sit and do my yoga in the morning and my meditation. And I think this is why I was so Zen all summer with the dumpster fire around me. And it was just the Pacific Northwest. If you haven't been in the summer, it's incredible. Absolutely
1: incredible. Good. I'm putting that on our list. (laughs) I don't know if we can make it there by this summer, but okay
0: definitely for next summer like and plan to spend like three months there because you're going to want to start on the oregon coast and and just make your way up because it's breathtaking
1: i am curious to hear as well um it sounded like you're not planning to leave the road how serious are you about that there's no little part of you that kind of misses having a home at like a not a home having a house And, you know, four seasons in one spot or anything like that? We grew up in Florida. So we're Florida
0: born and raised. So there's like two seasons, sort of spring and then summer for just the rest of the year. So we never got to experience that in one location. We did say that if we would settle down when we found a spot that we knew we could never leave that would that just talk to our soul that like we knew we would never leave here. That's where we'll settle down. I don't think I'll ever find that. Um, I just, I love to see new places and, and just explore and adventure. And if I'm sitting for too long, I just get stagnant and I get just, and I hate it. I
1: hate it. What you've told us about yourself so far really lines up with that. For example, your entrepreneurship journey, to bus life journey, all of the inner work that you've done. It's like you want there to be movement on all of these levels. And then it's like, well, it's RV life. We're constantly moving, right? Kind of comes out in the natural form. What's going on inside is like, yeah, literally, that's what we're doing on the outside. So good. The slogan for this podcast is a podcast about unexpected riches. And I would love to hear for you... What are the unexpected riches that you found in RV life?
0: I genuinely love being around my family. Like, I I love my chosen family. And I feel like if we're all good, like if me and Kyle are good, us and the kids are good, like there's nothing we can't overcome, you know? And I've learned that time is the only commodity you can't get back. You can't get more of, you have to make the most of that particular moment that you're in because it's got five minutes from now that moment's gone.
1: Thank you. Thank you for being so generous today with, I mean, you're just so open and honest. And can you tell people where to find you online, especially your YouTube channel and what other platforms are you on?
0: Sure. Well, thank you for having me because you're so freaking cool. Like Kyle and I talked about it at the creator conference. I was like, man, I really like Kate. And he was like, yeah, (laughs) she's really awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So stamp of approval. We love you. Oh, thank Um, you. But if anyone wants to follow us we genuinely just want to inspire you to live a life you love doesn't have to be in a bus if you want to knit dog sweaters on the side of a mountain and sell them on etsy and like that's what lights your soul on fire that's what we want you to do uh, you can find us on youtube we put out at least two vlogs a week uh, you can find us on instagram kyle does the TikTok, and we're on facebook too so We're kind of we're kind of everywhere.
1: And your handle is Red White and Bethune. Yep, on all of the platforms. All of them. Bethune, B E T H U N E for the audio people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know I couldn't marry like a Smith or a Jones or
1: something like that. I love it. I love it so much. Okay, well, thank you so much, Jen. It was such a joy to have you on today. I am so glad you had me. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks. See you later. So what did you think? Was that inspiring or what? Hey, before you go, I have two things to ask you. Number one, do you have any questions about RV life or things that you want to hear from the RV women that I'm interviewing? If you do, please send me a DM at RV Queens Podcast on Instagram. And I will include those questions in some upcoming interviews. Also, if you like this show and it resonates with you, or you're being entertained by it, or made you cry, laugh, feel something, <laughs> will you please share it with a friend or share it on your Instagram stories? You can tag our guest and you can tag RV Queens Podcast and That would really spread the love and help us out a lot. Thank you for being here. I really love being part of this community and I will see you on the road. Breakfast, get out the door. See you later, bye.